Well, I wasn't expecting this, but I'm retiring as an instructor and examiner, as apparently I'm not needed anymore. I'll discuss all that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 106 of the Flight Training Australia podcast. From Caratha to King Island, Kingscote to Catherine and everywhere in between, this is the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. Welcome to another great episode. G'day, I'm your host, Trent Robinson. Thank you for joining me. Well, I don't know if you've been watching the news or not, but more deaths this week, which just absolutely saddens me to my core. Another helicopter pilot just found today east of Mataranka near Catherine. Our condolences. Weeks ago, the Makedi incident off uh, Melbourne. And I'm like... Why are these incidents just keep happening? I was having a look at the ATSB and uh, continue reading through the reports that are pending at the moment and multiple collisions with terrain or water. How many do you reckon? Six since September alone. Looking further abroad, the fourth multi-engine accident in America a training accident, apparently a spin, then loss of control of a twin-engine aeroplane conducting VMCA training, of all things, with a student instructor on board. Like, what is going on? Some time ago, episode 85 featured an insightful interview I made with Michelle Yates, a skilled pilot based in Perth. And her compelling narrative centred around the daring emergency landing that she conducted or the ditching off the beach north of Fremantle, Western Australia. Now, obviously, everything's captured in that episode, so I'm not going to go and delve into all of the details here, but that episode did resonate very strongly with a lot of you and has proven to be one of the most popular episodes. So if you haven't had a listen, I strongly encourage you, after this one's finished, of course, to go and have a listen to her story. However, the aftermath, um, after the ATSB report was released, did cast a critical light on Michelle's handling of the the incident. Now, having said that, she was very, very open about the whole thing and pretty much alluded to the findings in the report. So upon scrutiny, the report suggests that fuel starvation was the precipitating factor, a situation where fuel is present but inaccessible to the engine standing in contrast, of course, to fuel exhaustion, which implies a complete depletion of fuel, i.e. running out. So the revelation underscores the complexity of decision-making in high-stakes scenarios. In light of this, I do urge you all to have a listen to her story because she very transparently shares her perspective on the unfolding events and the contributing factors that led to the error, which were very understandable reasonable, and I can tell you now, I have seen personally in those that I've flown with. Her openness not only provides the invaluable insights into the incident, but underscores the importance of continuous learning and reflection for aviation enthusiasts and professionals alike. 
Therefore, it's quite disconcerting for me and others to observe a contrary sentiment amongst some individuals who seemingly dismiss the significance of lessons stemming from real-world experiences. Furthermore, there appears to be a growing complacency regarding the necessity of proficiency checks and flight reviews. This sentiment then challenges the fundamental principles of aviation safety, leaving me grappling with the implications of such a mindset on the broader aviation community. The incidents that I used in the opening paragraph of this episode highlight this. So to elaborate, as the ATSB report surfaced, so did a wave of online commentary, as just seems to be the way these days, marked by a chorus of criticism directed at Michelle. So calls for taking a license away were expressed. The prevailing sentiment question, how could this even happen? Like she should have been trained for that. That's in basic training. And what happened with all her initial training and the knowledge should have stopped this error from occurring. And the arrogance in these comments is just staggering. It prompts a profound consideration. Do these critics genuinely believe that the acquisition of knowledge in an aviation training environment is a one-time event, exempt from the need for continuous review, revision, or practical application and practice? So this attitude seems to overlook the dynamic and ever-evolving nature of the aviation industry. Pilots as skilled professionals be you a private pilot or a commercial pilot, engage in ongoing education and proficiency checks precisely for this reason, to ensure that they remain abreast of the best practices capable of making those split-second decisions in challenging situations to ensure that we all go home to our loved ones. I can tell you now, in my daily interactions with licensed pilots, What becomes evident is the gradual erosion of these skills when certain manoeuvres, procedures or emergency protocols are infrequently practised. Proficiency checks and flight reviews serve as a critical mechanism to counteract this degradation, providing pilots with the opportunity to revisit and reinforce their training regularly. Do the things you don't normally do. The belief that aviation professionals could abstain from this continuous cycle of learning and practice not only defies logic, but jeopardizes the safety of the entire aviation community. I'd really implore you to have a listen to Michelle's story, and hopefully it will serve as a poignant reminder of the need for humility, open dialogue, and a commitment to ongoing education within our aviation community. Embracing a culture that values proficiency checks, flight reviews, and the revisitation of flight training is not a sign of weakness, but rather a testament to the commitment to excellence and the paramount importance of safety in our skies. Anyone who believes that you can be taught something and then you should just remember it and know it and be able to pull it out at the height of an emergency situation is absolutely fooling themselves. These things need to be practiced and maybe that's why I won't retire. Maybe that's why I will continue trying to do what I do and other instructors, examiners and trainers in aviation and in all other industries will do their best to ensure that we continue to strive for excellence, do our best, improve our skills, remain safe and 
ensure that the safety of our industry remains the highest priority. There is no doubt in my mind, and I know from others that I have spoken with, that there is a sliding standard in our community right now. Training is being made more of a financial objective, something to be done and get out of the way, and accelerating the uh, speed and pace of which training takes place to fill holes. There is an aviation pilot shortage, no doubt. Skilled pilots who have all the hours and the supposed experience need to fill these seats and keep us all flying. However, this can't be at the expense of knowledge and experience. I've spoken on this many times before, but I'm going to say it again because a simple scroll through the ATSB website shows a huge amount of accidents which are 100% avoidable. They are not due to mechanical failures or things outside a pilot's control. They are down to human factors, non-technical skills, and skill sets that we need to make sure that we are teaching and enforcing as trainers and examiners. So I ask you all to keep an eye out for each other, maintain your skills, share this podcast with all your friends, get everyone on board, because I can tell you now, there's still a lot of people that are completely unaware of the danger that they're potentially putting themselves in. And if we don't do something as a community, as a group, these accidents are going to continue and we are going to lose friends and loved ones. All right, guys, that's all I wanted to say this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Please keep all the messages coming. I've just received some just fantastic messages lately. Uh, people who have passed flight tests and uh, just really appreciated the the content and the effort of the, the podcast. That's 100% why it's there. Uh, I'm meeting more of you up here in Darwin doing these 210 uh, territory flight checks and things. It's just fantastic to get out there and see you all and hear all your stories. So please, please, please keep all those coming. Keep messaging. Keep writing. I will keep responding and uh, hopefully get to run into you all at some point soon. As always, all the details on how to reach me are in the episode description. I'd love your support further on uh, Patreon if you'd like to join me there. The support the show link is in the episode description as well. You can just follow the Patreon just as an observer like you do on Facebook, no cost at all, or there are three levels of uh, commitment which you can do and they are 100% tax deductible. Give yourself a little Christmas present. <laughs> all right, that's it for this week, guys. Nice short one, but an absolutely uh, critical message and just something I just really wanted to say because, uh, yeah, look, we, we really need to step things up and do better. All right, have a fantastic week. Stay safe and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.